Hello, I'm Rhonda Nowak for the Mail Tribune and Rosebud Media. This is the Literary Gardener for May 27, 2021. The topic this time is A Family Garden in Ashland Keeps Three Generations Growing Together. Some gardeners will remember from their own earliest recollections that no one sees the garden as vividly or cares about it as passionately as the child who grows up in it. Carol Williams, Bringing a Garden to Life, 1998. If and when I retire, I want to live as zestfully as Carlisle Stout. I met Carlisle, a former real estate and business attorney, when he invited me to visit his vegetable garden and orchard in Ashland. However, we scheduled our meetings around a surf trip to Costa Rica with his wife Barbara, a jaunt to the Northern California coast, and a fishing day out on Jenny Creek inside the Cascade Siskiyou National Monument. Carlisle is definitely not sitting around wondering what to do with the rest of his life. Yet, when Carlisle is at home in Ashland, where he and Barb raise their four children, Kevin, Trina, Michael, and Brian, he can usually be found in the vegetable garden out back that includes about 40 raised beds. Either there, or he may be roaming down the orchard paths lined with blueberry, raspberry, marionberry, and boysenberry bushes on one side, and apple, pear, peach, plum, cherry, and fig trees on the other. He might be with one of his granddaughters, Nora, Viviana, or Lucia, pointing out this or that about the plants growing in the garden. That's when Carlisle is fully in his element. For me, gardening is spiritual, physical, mental, and emotional, Carlisle told me. It's an absolute joy for me to be out there working with my hands, growing my own food without chemicals or pesticides. Carlisle's love for gardening began when he was in the Peace Corps with Barb, teaching school teachers in Guatemala how to grow food organically with their students. When he and Barb later bought a home in Ashland, he made sure there was enough room to raise vegetables as well as the kids. Gardening became a family activity that made a big impact on the Stout children, now grown, who have all returned to Ashland to pursue their careers, raise their own kids, and continue the family tradition of gardening together. Kevin especially has become involved in the family garden. After graduating from law school in 2009, he moved back to Ashland and took on the project of expanding the number of raised beds in the family garden and adding features that make the garden operate efficiently. He grows tomatoes, peppers, and melon starts in his own greenhouse, so they have a good head start before planting them out in the beds. Like his dad before him, Kevin uses his hands-on work in the garden to relieve some of the stress of his job as a lawyer. Kevin represents children in deportation and domestic violence cases. He said, another thing I like about the garden is being able to cook with fresh ingredients. He mentioned that his sister Trina just recently moved back to Ashland, and the family garden was one part of her decision. Growing, harvesting, and cooking food from the garden is a way of bringing the whole family together, Kevin said.
He and his wife, Allie, are building a house next door and converting an old shed on the property into a greenhouse. They're excited that their daughter, Viviana, will be able to grow up in the family garden like Kevin did. The Stout family garden spans two-thirds of an acre with a neat grid of raised beds, most of which are four by eight feet wide and long and 15 inches tall. Some of the beds are positioned facing east-west, others positioned facing north-south. A wide grassy area separates the vegetable garden from the orchard. The entire area is open, so all of the plants in the garden receive plenty of direct sunlight throughout the day. The beds are watered from a creek that runs across the bottom of the property. Drip lines installed in the beds run on automatic timers. Overhead sprinklers are used for the berry bushes. The beds are not tilled. Instead, Kevin bought a broad fork to break up compacted soil before adding compost and planting in the spring. The stouts use shredded plant debris and kitchen scraps to make their own compost, and they supplement that with by having compost delivered from a local supplier. To eliminate varmints from getting into the compost, bins were built with hardware cloth and a cover. A cold frame is useful for hardening off starts after they leave Kevin's greenhouse and for overwintering some of the plants. Carlisle attributes the productivity of the garden to healthy soil. He said the Jackson County Master Gardener Association's Garden Guide for the Rogue Valley helps them figure out what and when to grow. In fact, he and Kevin agree that the OSU Extension Service provides a wealth of information that helps keep them improving their gardening practices. Recently, they've started planting pollinator-friendly flowers in the raised beds, and they're beginning to experiment with companion planting. Successful gardening is not all intuitive, Kevin told me. I've learned a lot from the OSU extension about soil health and orchard management. Carlisle noted that a successful garden doesn't mean a pest-free garden, but he doesn't let those challenges stress him out. He said a wise gardener plants three seeds, one for the bugs, one for the weather, and one for himself. I just bet Carlisle has taught his kids and his grandkids that very same lesson. I'd love to talk with you about your garden and share your garden story in an upcoming column and podcast. Email me at rnowalk39 at gmail.com. In fact, I'll be sharing my garden story this Thursday, June 3rd, from 4 to 8 p.m., when the Bard's Garden will be open for self-guided tours and Shakespeare-inspired tastings. The Southern Oregon Historical Society will also be hosting a mini plant sale. See you at Hanley Farm, 1053 Hanley Road in Central Point. And that's it for The Literary Gardener this time. Thanks so much for listening, and happy gardening.